0: What is up people? You are listening into New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We have plenty to get to on this episode of Hero Talk. We will be talking about the finale of Secret Invasion that dropped last week. A lot of people none too happy with what Marvel did with that series. We'll give you guys our thoughts and what we think Marvel has to do to write this ship what's going on over there especially after the disappointing finish to marvel's secret invasion we'll also be talking about loki season two uh obviously has been confirmed we have a a release date of august excuse me october 6th for that show to debut and we now have a trailer that's just come out we're recording this podcast on monday trailer came out on monday so pretty much instant reaction from us regarding the loki season two trailer also latest on adam driver and fantastic four doesn't sound too optimistic uh, as of right now that Adam Driver will be part of that project. We'll give you guys the latest on that. And very disappointing news. A lot of bad news, I feel like, on this episode of the Real Talk. Um, Spider-Man uh, across the Spider-Verse now. Uh, uh, oh, is it be- Sorry, Beyond the Spider-Verse? There's so many different titles now. Uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse officially taking off of the docket for Sony. So we have the strike happening. That movie right now, in its post-production, and with no actors, no writers uh, being able to work due to the uh, Hollywood strike, this movie has had to be delayed, so right now it's currently taken off the calendar. Now, good news is it won't be taken off forever. You know, at some point, this movie will be made, but while these actors can't work, uh, we won't be getting this movie. So, taken off the calendar completely. There were also some interesting tweaks and additions to the Sony calendar that coincided with this announcement, so I want to give you guys those inf- that information as well. But um, we'll be talking a lot about the struggles Marvel's had, especially with Secret Invasion, on this good episode. And joining me are my co-hosts, our, excuse me, joining me on this podcast, our co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, how you feeling, man? We got a lot to talk about on this show. I get the feeling that uh, it'll be another raking of the coals for Marvel on this one.
1: Yeah man, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, not not too good about where Marvel's at, but pretty good in general. Um, yeah, you know, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about where Marvel's at. I feel like our Secret Invasion discussion will, will probably lead to kind of a more general discussion of of uh where Marvel is right now and you know, um and uh yeah, we're just we'll have to see, you know, if if they'll be able to write the ship, what the what, maybe what they need to do, you know, if there's any kind of steps or formula or or, or anything like that, if it requires a changing of people, position, you know, this like this is a very significant issue, I think, at this point. So, um, yeah, looking forward to talking about it.
0: Joining us on the episode as well is Kendall. Kendall good to have you back on a lot to discuss on this good Monday and uh you wish things were looking a little brighter from all than they are today
2: yeah um yes it's it's a bad the superhero movie medium is in a bad way uh right now and it's not because DC's really done anything you know for the most part we've liked the stuff james gunn has done with dc studios since he's took over and made it his iteration but marvel and marvel studios and kevin feige they are the gold standard they are the the flag bearer they are the face of this industry and uh when they are struggling the way they are struggling right now uh it permeates throughout the entire industry and it permeates all throughout hollywood and pop culture and um Before we get into Secret Evasion, I I think it's fair to say, I think this is the, this episode was rock bottom for Marvel Studios. Uh, It was rock bottom for Marvel Studios. And, you know, know, we'll have other stuff coming out. We'll get to that. We got Loki, like you talked about, we got the trailer today and we got the Marvels coming out in a little bit. And I think that'll probably be the start of them maybe hitting an upward trajectory, but I don't think it can get as low as 8% on Rotten
0: Tomatoes for this episode. It's so. now at 8%. Oh, my God. I 7, it was at 18. So 8% has only gotten worse for this final episode of Secret Invasion. And it's funny. I, it almost feels like... It feels like such a low point. Like I feel like this is the most depressed I've been on this show since the pandemic. When we were doing this show and we didn't know when we were going to see any movies. And Disney was saying we were never going to see Black Widow until the pandemic ended, basically, like... That was, you know, then we got, you know, Wonder Woman, and it was like, oh, man, that wasn't that great. Like, <laughs> that felt like the real dark ages of, like, man, it's just a depressing time. Of course, it was a depressing time in the world. Just we lost so many humans during that time. Uh, this is probably the next closest time I've been depressed since doing this, uh, doing this uh, podcast. Probably because, like, this, the, the whole spirit of this podcast is we talk about this stuff because it's worthy of being talked about. But what I sat through at the end of *Secret Invasion* was so bad, and 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 seeing Marvel's flop coincide with—and I'm not saying like I, I'm mad at the success of *Barbie Oppenheimer*—but seeing that flop coincide with *Bobby*, *Barbie*, and *Oppenheimer* just killing it at the box office, a historic box office debut. They're still number one in on the second weekend, and seeing the momentum and seeing the energy and the excitement shift to. These things that, of course, are non-superhero though, Barbie major franchise though, but not a, a superhero franchise. um It just felt like we are maybe beginning to live in the post-superhero Hollywood era. Like I, I felt like this last week or so, between what happened with Barbie and Oppheimer and then seeing how Secret Invasion ended, it just felt like could this be the beginning of the end for what we have enjoyed for the last ten years? So we got plenty to get to. We'll break it all down again. This is a uh, hero talk and when we begin this secret Invasion conversation of course this is a spoiler conversation so we will talk about things that actually happen in this episode we're not gonna be a full-on review per se of the episode but we'll talk about this episode we'll talk about the many many pitfalls as you can hear from our voices i don't think any of us like this episode very much and um and i'll be curious to see how these guys feel it affects the entire series and kind of affects where marvel's creative direction is going so um, that is your warning. Again, if you do not want to hear us spoil Secret Invasion, fast forward maybe 20, 30 minutes from now and catch us talking about the Loki Season 2 trailer. Of course, unless you didn't watch that yet. <laughs> Hopefully by now you've watched that. And um, and then get back to this part of the episode at this point. But uh, we begin with uh, Secret Invasion. Marvel has officially produced what has been deemed critically its worst Disney Plus show yet with Secret Invasion. A finale that left much to be desired, as Kendall noted uh, I put in 18%. I guess the, the numbers keep plummeting. Uh, an 8% uh, is where the finale sat for Secret Invasion on Rotten Tomatoes. Overall, the show as a whole, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, making it the lowest rated show from um, Marvel Studios. Uh, that title previously held by She-Hulk, that's at 61%. So Marvel most likely not making that mark are making that making up those numbers as it seems like the more people get exposed to what secret invasion did, the less people like it. So I can't see that number going up. So 55% is where things stand for secret invasion. And for this, from my end, I mean, it was an an incredibly disappointing end to a show and a concept that had tons of potential. But I think what we've seen is a, a, a lack of attention to detail a lack of care for the characters and for the story and for the lore that you created. And I think that all that coincided with something that just ended up being so haphazard, so nonsensical at times. Um, and really, to be honest, like I've told these guys off here multiple times, I think a slap in the face to a large portion of Marvel fans. I think particularly fans who were excited about Secret Invasion because of how much they enjoyed the original comic book. I being one of those people, people know on this show, who have listened to this show, I've essentially been like that Aliens guy on the History Channel, <laughs> who every time something happened in Marvel, I try to point into to because of how badly I wanted the scrolls in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How badly I wanted Marvel to adopt Secret Invasion because of how awesome that could be. And to think that this is what we now have to stand on as the Marvel Studios adaptation to a comic book series that is going to that is formative for a lot of readers i don't know how many but it is uh, it is one of the bigger events of the past 15 to 20 years and they completely bungled it and they completely uh, disrespected it and in many ways like i said i felt like it was a slab the face of the fans and i look at where marvel stands and i feel like there needs to be major changes in terms of the marvel creative Tentacles, the creative kind of format of, of where things stand, because it looks to me like Kevin Feige is in way over his head at this point. Because it doesn't make sense to me that you could have a She-Hulk finale. I know I don't think we talked too much about the She-Hulk finale, if I remember correctly, but we have a She-Hulk finale that essentially spoofs things that Marvel does poorly in the final acts of their show. To then greenlight a final act to a show that does all the things that She-Hulk said they do poorly and was right about, by the way. All the things that were mentioned were things that made sense and were great. Now there's argument that people didn't want to see that be the end of a series, but what the case she hoped laid out for what Marvel does poorly was accurate. And if a Marvel to do that then in Secret Invasion, right? Amy Rhyme and Reason are thinking like, oh, this seems like something that will be a caricature of a superhero series or a superhero project. It just tells me that there's no attention to detail there. And you see the comments from the director basically saying Feige only gave me two uh, two directives. One, make sure Fury goes back up to space and two, make sure that uh that that, that Rhodey can't walk. Those are the only things only direction that that, that that Feige apparently gave this guy, except for also, by the way, when um, Gaia played by Amelia Clark and Gravik played by uh, ben Kingsley, a deer. when they fight, you got all the superpowers you can use. You use them all. Doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense. Doesn't matter if it looks stupid. Doesn't matter if that creates a terrible precedent for the for the foreseeable future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just have at it. And it, it just leads me to believe that uh, Kevin Feige may be kind of on thin night as far as I'm concerned. And he clearly needs some other creative lieutenant some kind of underling to kind of make these stories make sense and make the whole picture of marvel make sense towards what they're going to this is supposed to be the multiverse saga i have no idea why we watch what we just watched it has nothing to do with anything with multiverse nothing to do with any long-term game planning for marvel just felt like a waste of time felt like a waste of time um and 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 it's it's, it's again i think a slap in the face of the fans who really were excited for secret Invasion. Those are my thoughts. I toss it to Sham. Sham, do you uh, agree or disagree on any level? What are your thoughts? How do you kind of feel the way Marvel is sitting right now after watching the finale of Secret Invasion this past week?
1: Um, well, I was very disappointed. So you know, I very much feel similarly to you, EJ. Um, you know, as, as, uh, you know. I'm sure our listeners who've been following along are aware, I, I haven't been as high on Secret Invasion as you guys. It's a flop! Uh, <laughs> leading into this episode, I was very much, you know, where's the Avengers? And, you know, it was good. You know, it was, you know, had the kind of drama, kind of feel. Uh, Kingsley Benadir was doing a very good job in his role. Samuel Jackson, of course, is Samuel Jackson. He's good in any role he's in. But I was just wondering, what, like... What is like, I needed to see a path to how this was going to be resolved. Which, you know, I just my mind goes to Avenger, which eventually it was, it was just all the Avengers and Gaia. But, um, <laughs> you know, honestly, but but uh, but that's that's just what I was I just needed to know because I'm like, Nick Fury isn't going to fight them, you know, and I don't really want to see Nick Fury fight the scrolls alone. That's not that's not what I want to see. I want to see an Avenger fight the scrolls. So, um, so yeah, this was this was definitely disappointing. Um, I mean, I'd agree with you, EJ. You know, I've um, and you know I've compared various things to Lucasfilm on this show. I think Lucasfilm generally has the right formula going on right now with Dave Filoni, who was George Lucas's protege, um, who's currently the creative um, director over at Lucasfilm. I think that was a good decision. I think Lucasfilm has benefited from that. Something we talked about on um, our show for about five, six years. Yeah, we talked. We talked pretty much since we started the show. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> um, basically, uh, and and they did it, and I think it's good. And I think I've I've liked most of what Lucasfilm has done. Um, and uh, since since that change was made, and you know, I I think Marvel. What I think is interesting about this situation with Marvel is, you know, I, and, and it's funny because I've I realized this through us discussing it because we discussed this off air. And Feige is, like, so not, like, hostile, but he's just, like, he's, like, he's very much, like, almost against just giving the people giving the fans what they want, especially in this phase, like, since Endgame. The Endgame, like post-Endgame is, like, screw what you guys want. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah. Trust me. That's very much the vibe that I've gotten as a viewer, <laughs> just yeah. just absorbing the stuff and some. sometimes it hits, sometimes it hasn't, Wouldn't which is so
0: try- odd, Sham. Because I feel like we've been doing this podcast now for I believe eight years since mm-hmm. 2015, I believe. And I feel like so much of our conversation around what Feige has been, what he's done, has been that he has been the guy that has given the fans what they have wanted. Yeah. Sometimes execution wasn't that, that, always perfect. Sometimes we didn't. It wasn't necessarily in the neatest box but at the end of the day there was a concept that he was trying to get the fans as much as he could yeah it felt right. like
2: he had the pulse of what right. yes. we're looking for
0: right and my big criticism for right. dc during the feige to me during the snyder era was that we were getting we were getting essentially what Zack snyder wanted to give us not necessarily what fans wanted now some fans love what Zack snyder gave them but a lot of fans were like why can't i just get?" what we've been asking for for this whole time it's like well i think batman not killing people is stupid or well i think superman has to kill this person like it couldn't just be well what serves the best for the fans not just your personal story your personal vision for what these characters are and it feels like that is now flipped it feels like now dc i mean we've seen nothing from dc maybe it's unfair for me to say that but i'm gonna say it anyway because I'm not really in the mood right now to just <laughs> be as fair to Marvel as humanly possible uh, when it maybe it's not warranted. Like, it feels like that is flipped in that DC is essentially giving the fans what they want. And Marvel is saying, no, I don't care if you want to see the mutants. I don't care if you want to see X-Men. I don't care if you want to see uh, certain shows. Like, we're going to give you what we want. And right now, we want the Secret Invasion but it's only going to be on these terms to do a Nick Fury show because we just have to check that box that we did a Nick Fury show.
1: And EJ, and and as a result of that, like, at some point, I'm not saying we have to ask the question right now. I'm not saying it right this second. But at some point you ask the question, I mean, is it better to just have someone with that attitude out of the organization? Just, Just like out of the organization. Just like removed completely. Not like overseeing Like, just gone. Because that's what a lot of Star Wars fans have called for with Kathleen Kennedy. Saying, oh, well, she's just... She wants to include these things that Star Wars fans just don't want. So we just need her gone. Like, she just needs to be gone. And now it's like, Marvel's doing all this stuff and Feige is wanting to do all this stuff that Marvel fans just don't want. I mean, is it just better off with him just not being there no more?
0: It's a great question. And I mean, it's a question I'll I'll, I'll let Kendall answer. I mean, to me... Like like I said, the, the Kevin Feige has so much control, and to some degree, it's why when we, he got all that control over Marvel when they got rid of Perlmutter, I feel like I mean, you know, we had the receipts. So if someone almost to look it up and say I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like I kind of was like low key a little like on the fence about Marvel making him the I mean Disney making him the entire Marvel czar where he had total control over comic books and animation and television like I remember saying like look I like what Marvel did on television I like what they've done with some comics not all like I don't know if I need him having control of that so the problem becomes if you just remove him well you create a massive uh, a massive vacuum and who who fills that role
2: yeah I mean and so that's the thing Uh, you know and I agree with you on your point about the appointment a a feige at that uh czar role in that czar role because you know it's led to just this overall like dressing everything marvel in mcu of paint and you know uh that is just not uh conducive uh to you know like Shamari said giving everybody a, a, a you know a chance to, you know, if I don't like this ver- MCU version of something, I may like an alternative version of this. Well, if there is no alternative version of X character, then and you, if you don't like the MCU version of the character, you're probably not going to like much of anything from that character going forward. Because live is going to be shaped by the MCU. But um, the Kevin Feige problem, before we really even get into Secret Invasion, I think the Kevin Feige problem... Uh, it, to me, it feels like a guy who is not being put in, like is not doing what he's best at. I think that that's what we're seeing is that's like true. they're, you know, not saying that he can't be a, a studio head because he's been a studio head for a long time now and he's been very successful. Um, you know, some would say he's the goat. You know,
0: uh, I've
2: said it. Yeah, you know, and, and I'd
0: probably still say
2: it. Yeah. And that's, 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 uh, nothing to sneeze at, but, um, but I think he has been put in a position, it's almost like a coach that you then say, we're going to make him GM or or, take a GM and say, you're going to be a minority owner in the team now. And, you know, you look at it from a different lens when you're doing that. And let's say you have a coach that you're saying, yeah, he's not going to coach anymore. He's just going to be GM, but like his biggest strength is his ability to coach. May not be his ability to evaluate talent or uh make trades or whatever. The what other or just managing a building, you know, the different things a GM has to do. It feels like Feige uh is is struggling with not having as much creative control. Um and obviously he has creative control um, you know, in terms of having final say, but if I don't I don't believe his tentacles are as uh on top of everything, the quality control part of Marvel is the worst it's been. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I, I do believe a lot of these ideas are his. Some, you know, we talked about the the super scroll fight, and the director was smart and quick to jump and say that was not my idea, that was Feige. <laughs> um, but, but I don't buy that. Like that, you know, every single thing that we've seen in every single show is a Kevin Feige idea. And I think at one point, with Marvel, it kind of felt like that was the case. And some people, and it was a negative. We talked about that on the show for, you know, for years. We said, ah, oh, man, Marvel, like, kind of doesn't matter who the director is. Doesn't really matter who's producing it. It's all going to look the same. It's all Kevin Feige, you know, controlling everything. I can't really say that anymore. You know, projects have come out a lot different between project to project. Like, She-Hulk and, e- and Eternals are just vastly different projects. Like, can't be any more similar. And, like... That is uh, that is different, and I think it's I think it's hurting Marvel to a degree like the the amount of creativity, you know, creativity generally is a good thing, but I almost feel like they're getting away from themselves a little bit um, and you know, I feel like they're in a situation where maybe they need may like like maybe they do need somebody, maybe they just need somebody above psyche that's doing like. You know, some of the other...
0: Well, I think that's the role that Iger essentially is going to take, it sounds like. I mean, I think him talking about, hey, we're not going to be doing all these Disney Plus shows anymore. Like, I think that's him essentially saying, I'm going to take that role. Like, that. I don't know. Maybe,
2: maybe you have a different read on it. That's kind of how I take it. Right. Um, and that's, yeah, maybe that's the case. I mean, because, again, the other guy that they'd always have, even besides Promoter, kind of running the business of, of Marvel Entertainment and the brand... You know, they always had Alan Horn, sort of like that in between, you know, liaison between the the movie projects and the CEO of Disney, you know, and the creative projects and the CEO of Disney. So, like, no longer having Alan Horn in the mix, Feige getting the elevation and him sort of reporting directly to Iger, sort of, you know, he's had really no supervision. At this point like now and and it's again it becomes a different job you know now you're not as much worried about you know what is happening in episode four of Moon Knight you know in in the in the fifth scene like at that point like you're you're worried about like just the overall game plan and vision and negotiating contracts and all this different stuff that he's doing and so um yeah I feel like they need other uh, other voices and other faces in that room, um, and I think when you talk about figures like you guys mentioned, you guys mentioned Dave Filoni, um, they need a real, real creative mind. Well, yeah,
0: and and that brings me to the point I talked to you guys about off air a bunch this weekend. Is I feel like we have seen Feige's almost disdain for creatives who love either the marvel studios canon or marvel canon period in his hires we've seen that catch up now we've seen that catch up because we've seen several creatives that have been hired whether they've been directors whether they've been writers or whether they've been showrunners for shows or executive producers for shows they don't have official showrunners which is by the way a way for Marvel to try to escape some of the, what's the word? Some of the stuff that there's being complained about with this strike, by the way. Um, but we've seen those people say multiple times, because I don't know if, I can't remember the last creative they they, they hired, I guess maybe Ryan Kugler, that actually loves this stuff. Like, they're hiring just people who just, I mean, maybe Matt Shackman, I don't know I don't know what his deal is, but like, like they're just hiring just random people guys people who are talented people who have done stuff on television done stuff for movies but not people who say oh i love the marvel stuff or i love reading this comic book like and in fact they have said that feige has told them that he actually does not want those people working on these projects and i think we're starting to feel the brunt of that because when you have a director first of all you've been running that in the in the in the content i think you end up getting again stories that anybody who actually has a care for the canon would never approve of. No story for anybody that cares about what Marvel has done would say that it would make sense that the best spy in the world and the most cautious person in the world, Nick Fury, would decide that he's going to make this scroll thing a personal vendetta with nukes involved, that he's not going to call for any backup to fix the situation and then his is his silver bull his end all be all his grand finale in terms of how he was going to try to win this confrontation was for him to take maybe one of the least trustworthy people on the show and say hey you need to take all the powers from the Avengers and anybody who was on the battle for Earth in Endgame and you're going to fight this guy who's also going to have those powers and graphic and let's hope you win and I'm going to hope basically That I can't avoid either him getting these powers and there not being a nuclear war between Russia, United States, and all the major powers. So basically, uh, Gaia, Garvik, one-on-one, let's hope that Gaia wins. Because I trust her more with the powers of every superhero that's ever stepped foot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than Gravik. I mean, nobody who cares about the Marvel canon would write that kind of story. You'd say this is ridiculous. You cannot do this. But... You get clowns like Ali Salem, and yes, I'm going to call him a clown, one, because this show sucked, but more importantly, two, you say crap about how you don't care about what the fans think about this show. You get asked, what do you think about the mixed reaction at best to your show? You say, quote, Marvel has a devoted and even rabid fan base who have expectations, and when their expectations aren't fulfilled... They move in the other direction. They give it a thumbs down. That is the most pathetic thing I think I've ever heard from anybody associated with Marvel regarding a fan reaction. Essentially, uh, a a disrespectful uh, response to fans who actually care about this. And that's my problem. You can't tell me Ali Salam cares about this canon, Kevin Feige. You can't tell me that when that's his response. You can't tell me that. Marvel has a devoted and even rabid fan base who have expectations and when their expectations aren't fulfilled, they move in the other direction, they give it a thumbs down. Shut that soft ass up. All that soft talking. I know you can do it, man. You got the you got the man shut that soft ass up. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Really? Really? I mean, this was essentially I mean, I don't know how you guys took that quote. I mean to me that Ali Salim sounds like your random superhero person, superhero hater on Twitter who likes to call us all man babies or whiny and complainy whenever we suggest something we don't like or something we'd like to be. shut. They, 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 they talk down on this fan base like that. And so. now I got to have a Marvel, a guy cutting a Marvel, collecting a Marvel check. Talk to me in that same manner. Respectfully, Ali Salim, shut the, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up.
1: So basically, EJ, you're saying that he is like uh, the Pablo Hidalgo. And Ken will know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh like, man. From uh, Lucasfilm, uh, who has done very sim- very similar things on several occasions. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Of course Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I mean, I, I, I could not believe when I saw that quote. I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, he got barbecued for it. But I, I just thought it was, again, bad enough this show was a slap in the face. This was almost like a spit in the face. Now you're saying you don't actually even care what the people who, by the way, anybody who's watching Secret Invasion, those are people who actually care about Marvel. You're not going to get casuals who say, I'm going to go and randomly watch this show on Disney+. Plus. So this is your entire audience. And your response is well, they're rabid.
2: So if they th- if they don't get expectations, the they way, like, just they just fans. give it a it's thumbs like, down. It's it's like the the, 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 the seven eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes is critics saying it's not good. Right. Yeah. He's even talking about the fans, the the the, the critic. A lot of these critics aren't
0: quote unquote fans. Some of them are. Some of them yeah. are just people that have been hired to watch this crappy ass show that you produce, yeah. Ali Salim. And this is your response: yeah. It's the fans' fault because we didn't. It didn't meet expectations. You're right. It did not meet expectations, Ali, but that's your fault. That's your fault that you that did. You, this show didn't meet expectations. It's your fault that the CGI looked crappy in that final fight. It's your fault that you put a story together that was nonsensical. That's your fault for that. I didn't do anything. It's not because I'm super devoted. It's not because I'm rabid. It's because you sucked
2: as a showrunner. Uh, where where do we stand in terms of I mean look the fallout fallout from the show there's not much I mean there's no post credit scene that I was laughing by the end of it because I'm like you know I'm like that's it that's all we're gonna get is Fury going on the ship and then it's the end of the show Atlee <laughs> Salim said after the show he said the only director I got was for what's the name to not the- to have his leg working and for Fury to go back to space it's like they didn't care about anything. I mean so those are then to get on those two things but like, again we don't get nothing else besides Fury getting back on the ship by the end of it um that and, was crazy i mean fury
0: left them left the scrolls worse off on earth than when yeah, he got He's there like my job here is done it doesn't make. Yeah. my job here is done like it yeah. <laughs> so was that, the that legit was like, sailor moon meme my job here is done
2: but you didn't do anything and he got, disappears like got what you gonna call it we got um Gaia and Sonya Fallsworth. We barely know anything about Sonya Fallsworth. She was a good character. She's probably one of the highlights of this series. Olivia Colman did a... Olivia Colman was fantastic. Uh, but there, there's just there's absolutely no one who is looking forward to seeing anything with those two characters as a tandem. That that scene just is baseless. It makes and, no sense. And we also have to talk about the quote
1: from Ali in, in E.G. Allen. Well, that was, and, yeah. And I don't know if you guys are going to get to this. You may, you got EJ. You, you may have been about to get to this, but where he says he thinks that yeah. that Rhodey was a scroll <laughs> since Civil War.
2: They asked him, "What do you what do you think? Uh, how long do you think Rhodey's been a scroll?" I, 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 I think since Civil War.
1: I think since Civil War. Yeah,
2: what? <laughs> I think it's funny. I saw someone someone tweeted. um yeah, he said, "Quote." He said, "Quote." I think
0: they switched at Civil War when he was at the hospital. I think. Yeah. This is the man that was when, creating this show, who doesn't even know when one of the major plot points of his show that happened prior to the show's existence took place.
2: Doesn't even know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I mean, and, and just in general, the roadie thing, that was a reveal. Like, look, obviously, I mean, it's a reveal. It's a reveal we talked about when they announced this show. Yes. And they said that Don Cheadle was going to be in it. Yeah, we knew like so he's a scroll. Yeah, and it was connected to Armor Wars, which and,
0: by the way they they tell like I mean and the people are complaining about this like I, I have no problem with them doing anything they did with with Don cheeto and Rhodey, but like you tell like that thing doesn't hit because you telegraph it by making him the only Avenger in the damn show. Exactly, it's the dumbest. The thing. only person that is worth a damn on the show outside of Nick Fury and Maria mm-hmm. Hill who you killed off again. We talk about not having to care for the canon. I mean, Maria Hill is a beloved character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's appeared in multiple projects since Avengers. And you just kill her off with no real goodbye. Nick Fury doesn't even give a damn about the fact that she was killed. Doesn't even reckon with the fact that his basically right hand was killed in action. With his face on it, by the way. And you just killed them off just like completely, just like without thought. Like, of course... This guy has no real rhyme or reasons to anything he's doing. Like he doesn't have he doesn't have a care for the canon. So he's like, yeah, I think it happened at the
2: Civil War. But he said, yeah. I don't think it's distinctive, like, though. Or definitive the, the, rather. The Roadie thing it's again, something we knew was happening, but the execution couldn't have been worse. Like like you said yeah, it, was it, was really so, it was so so telegraph, said, no no other Avengers in it. And they didn't even try to like hide it in the show. He was obviously acting weird. The part about him being an Avenger, uh, uh, take that smoke, Civil take War that smoke, brother, almost doesn't make sense <laughs> because, like, he's acting so much different in this than when we saw him in like Endgame. Like, he's in Endgame, he's just Rhodey, and this he's just like evil Rhodey. So it's like, yeah, if that is the case, why and, is he written so differently in this show? And he, than we have been, and in we haven't
1: talked about. The plot holes and which I wish there's many. But we talked about the um, um, the plot hole of, of- not even really being like mad at Fury. Why would as, until like he leaves?
2: Why would anything? Why would any scroll want to body snatch? They Rhodey weren't even like
1: mad after until Civil like War. he left
2: until like after end game. Until like after end game and he, and he ran away. And he's getting body snatched in Civil War. Does that make <laughs> it's any like, sense? It's like, why is he getting body snatched in Civil War? And, and I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of doubt on some things if you show me why or tell me why, but you can't just say I need yeah, a scroll. Yeah. We got him out of the pod. He's he's limping. He can't walk. And that's the end. That's the last time we see him. Not even a post-credit scene leading into Armor Wars. Like, hey, you know, how you doing, man? And he finds out Tony's dead. And it's like, oh, next time, you know, preview next time on, on Avengers or next time on Marvel. Nothing. I mean, they gave us nothing involving that. Again, totally botched.
0: I mean, that is a very good point about the story. timeline of the fact the body snatching compared to the actual plight of the scrolls yeah it doesn't make any t- it doesn't it make it does any not t- t- it does not add up like a big deal because because at lead. that point in time shouldn't the talos have still been leading the scrolls
2: as far as we know yes it's all this no. stuff kind of vague <laughs> but it's
0: all vague yeah, none of it's all that clear but you would think that that would have been around then Unless he was doing a covert option, you know, operation.
2: It's very possible that she may have went rogue and was like, or, you know, Gravik was like, let's just make sure we have an Avenger just in case. (laughs) This <laughs> plan is going into action. I don't know, but you gotta show me. You gotta say yeah. that, or you gotta say that. You can't just let us. Otherwise,
1: it's a plot The hold. show
2: is not good enough for me to like, you know, <laughs> give him the benefit just of the be doubt. Just be given all these benefits of the doubt. It like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's a plot hole. Like, come on, It's one of the things. where it's like, if we gotta
1: bend over backwards like that, like that's a plot hole. Yeah. Um. If 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 what's even he, what he's even saying he thinks is true is even the case. Right, and it's very
2: done. possible it's not, but like. That's a problem. If your director is thinking yeah, one thing and it's like, no, you're wrong. It's like, well, what did I just make? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they, they have told, they totally botched, uh, the roadie thing, which leads into armor wars. And now armor wars is like, like, I don't know if they should come out with them. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, this I'm whole, point-
0: this whole show can though, creates a stench that now has to be like that. What I hate about the show is like <laughs> nothing's resolved. Like, I almost would have preferred, like, this show was so annoying. I almost would have preferred that, like, at least everything got wrapped up in the show. So I don't have to worry about it. Nothing gets resolved in this show. There's got to be peace talks with the Kree, who we haven't heard from in 30 years, according to this Marvel canon. Like, which I'm like, why the hell wasn't that Nick Fury's plan A? Like, his plan B, his plan plan A didn't work. Because now you got Skrulls and regular humans being dome shotted on Earth. Because uh, you have a president who he didn't foresee. Think again, the world's greatest spy who knows everything and knows every move that's gonna happen didn't foresee that um, this guy end up may end up going off the deep end when he learns that aliens are <laughs> are inf- have infiltrated the Earth and have replaced regular humans. That has led to now uh, aliens being dome shotted and killed on sight. Regular humans who they surmise to be aliens who aren't being dome shotted and killed on site. And Nick Fury is like, Oh, well, don't worry, Scrolls. I'm talking to the to the to the to the Kree about a priest peace treaty. Which I'm like, well, how wasn't that your first option? You just need to get them off earth. That's all they want. And he didn't even think to do that. He was like, no, I right, gotta go in there. I gotta pull up. I gotta stop these rogue aliens. You should have just came up in the beginning like, yo, don't worry. Don't do don't worry about blowing up stuff in London. Like I got y'all a spot. I'm sorry it took too long, but we good. He didn't even do that. Like, I mean, it, it, I don't even know. Like again, sometimes the things, the stuff in this show is so bad that at times it, it, it just leaves you, it leaves you speechless. I mean, how do you watch the... I mean, yeah, they stink. I mean, it's 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 comical, man. Yeah, I mean, and now we and like I said, the show things not being resolved, so the scrolls are now hunted. Great, yep. thanks, Nick Fury. Um, whatever's happening with gaia and fallswell that's continuing so we can't just move on past these people i guess that's going to be another thread that has to be uh connected we have the roadie angle that now has to be explored all like, this fallout, these man. are not they can't like they i mean they could just drop this stuff but it, it, would be, and it would be will I'll be <laughs> i think they will
2: i'll be honest i think they
0: will
2: i kind of hope they do honestly i, I mean i don't think they cool. will i don't <laughs> think they will but i kind of wish they would this feels a little bit like Eternals, where it was like Eternals was setting up all these different, all these different threads that they haven't touched, and you, you kind of look at it and you're like, when are we gonna get Star Fox? When are we gonna get Black Knight and all these different things? And now you start to hear Black Fox, Black Knight may never show up, or we, we may not get him in Blade, and they're struggling to figure out where to put these characters um i mean we still don't know what's gonna happen with this president we're still supposed to be this president is still supposed to be replaced at some point
0: i really assume have lot of answers to that in this show and all we know is nick Ferry hinting at well it looks like you're gonna be a one-term president with the way you're moving i'm just like well, so you think get voted out of voted out of office. that's how this is gonna work
2: like yeah i mean they they really you know <laughs> again creatively they've backed themselves into quite a corner um and like you said i mean beyond armor wars like armor wars is tainted by this i think even more crucially and like more of a of a emergency emergency is the fact that they've hurt the marvels yeah, the know. marvels lead supposed to t- tie in to this loosely i mean they didn't actually tie into it at all but like fury goes on the ship so he could be ready for the marvels and, and now when people see the Marvel, people see Nick Fury in the Marvel, they're just gonna roll their eyes. And be like, oh, it's that guy. And and Kendall,
1: you know, and and we talked about this, and, and you know, I'm gonna say it again here. I mean, if we weren't doing the show, if we were not doing this show, and you know, we just watched Secret Invasion. This is just what it was. Am I seeing the Marvel opening weekend? I don't know. I don't know if I'm seeing, seeing the Marvel opening weekend. Like I like you, that's man. You what, lie a lot. Yeah, not, not. I, mean, I don't know, man. It, it's like <laughs> I don't know. I, I might be like, look, what's the what are what are people saying? What are people saying? Like, are people saying that this is much better than the first one? Are people saying that this is something that I gotta see? Um, it's like I just I still haven't seen Shazam. You know, I'll just say it right now. I still haven't seen seen Shazam. I haven't heard that that's a movie that I gotta see. But,
3: what could like, he say?
1: You know, like it's just I I just. I don't know. This is if the if the Marvels flops, you know. I don't know where we are with Marvel Studios, but they're not in a good spot.
2: That's why I say it's rock bottom. I don't think that the Marvels could do or be worse than what we got. I this mean, film. this was this was one. This was the maybe the worst thing I've ever
0: seen Marvel do. This finale. Oh not yeah. The show, so, yeah, the whole show. The whole show. Maybe I can't say that, <laughs> but for a, yeah. that half hour I watched that was the maybe the
2: worst thing i've I seen marvel do and so so when i say it you know it's rock bottom like the marvels like it is possible theoretically the marvels could hit rock bottom if that's really bad i don't think it's gonna be really bad i think it'll be okay at worst it could be solid I, I don't think it'll be great but i think it, somewhere between okay and good but if that if that movie is is even if it's just okay and it does like but it does terrible box office numbers, which I think is also possible given the strike, given what everything he just talked about with uh superhero box offices being uh less than stellar, you know, uh with with the flash and Blue Beetle's not tracking well and, you know, I mean we'll and we'll see. But um I I mean I I tend to believe that You know this is only going to hurt that you know that this box office is only going to be hurt by the fact that there's a massive massive stench that is on Marvel Studios projects right now Um, and and, And and what is the only way and you know we talk about it every week we talk about it every week but what is the only way to get out of this crater that they're in right now it's the mutants
1: it's the X-Men. Give us what they what they promised. It's the how 10. many years ago? Five years ago now?
2: What yeah, five years ago. We
1: talked about on this show. We talked about it on this show. Kendall has proof. Yep. EJ, you have proof. We talked about it on this show. What the, what they said they were going to do. And what they need to do. And that they still haven't done.
0: Yep. We procrastinate. I think the fact that Kendall said the mutants, I think, is important. Because when we talk about X-Men and the mutants and our, our, our requests for that, you know, in many ways, in many ways, it stems from fight. It stems from him at that. I want to say it was comic con when they did that major drop, not the last one, the one before that, where they announced black widow and all this stuff. I think the major thing was black widow. But they announced all essentially all of the last movies he got in the last phase. And at the end of it, he says, you know, Fantastic Four, and the mutants are on the way. Like, him saying the mutants made people say, all right, he says it's on the way, so we're waiting. And somehow, that was like in 2018, I think that Comic-Con was, we're five years later,
3: and
1: we're still
0: waiting. Still yeah. waiting for anything involving mutants. And I'm discounting what we got in Doctor Strange, as excited as I am for X-Men 97, I'm discounting X-Men 97 for now. Right now, we have nothing. Nothing involving mutants. And like I said, this is something that Kevin Feige himself said was coming. The mutants were coming. Well, where are they? said
2: that he was talking about Deadpool 3, that's, that's a clown show job like pathetic. Kevin Feige. It's a pathetic. pathetic job. Lies. It's just, yeah, you're just lying. If you're saying, like... <laughs> Shamari's talked about it, you know, for, for weeks now. I like you, man. You lie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hugh Jackman being in Deadpool 3 isn't the mutants are coming. You know, what, you know what you're know what you doing, Kevin Feige, when you do that. When I mean, we had the conversation in April of 2019, right before that announcement was made on, at, at Comic-Con. We had the conversation of Kevin Feige saying we're not seeing the X-Men for a very long time. And... Well, I guess he lived up to the word, I guess. He's, yeah, he, he wasn't lying. You know, Jamar was the only one that believed him, and he wasn't. I was, I was concerned at the time. <laughs> I was very concerned when he said that. And, you know, he, he was not lying. But, like, you can't go from the X-Men aren't going to be around for a very long time. Then two months later, be like, the mutants are coming. The mutants are at coming. At Comic-Con. After a, like, after an epic Hall age panel. And then, subsequently, you not have any new X-Men characters for ten years. That's terrible. <laughs> that is a lie that is misleading your fan base. Because oh. the Fantastic Four, he mentioned the Fantastic Four coming and We got an announcement for a movie. An so nobody's going crazy about the Fantastic There's an announcement. Four. There is some skepticism. Yeah, not some... fan and a logo, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. and a director. You know, he kind of shifts a little bit, but right. we got a director in play. But, like... And look, Shamari, I, told, I said this to you a couple days ago, and it has never been said on this show. It has never been said by me off this show until this weekend, until after this Secret Invasion episode. But we keep talking about the X-Men. We need the X-Men. That's the only way to turn around Marvel Studios. At what point do we have to ask the question? Are we worried about what would Marvel even do with the X-Men? Mm. Are we at that point... Where we have to question, maybe. would they even make a good X Men movie? I've never asked that question. No, right? For right. for years, we've talked. You talked about it, we ha- They've had the rights to the Fox X Men for five years, and we've always said this is going to be. going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. There's no way. Even though not every X Men movie's been great, but it, it, this is Marvel Studios X Men. There's no way they can mess this up. Fantastic Four the same thing. It was like. The only reason I'm worried about Fantastic Four is the excitement and the buzz and the box office for Fantastic Four. Because you have to understand, the last three Fantastic Four movies have been mid to terrible. And the, the, the reason Fox just gave off the Fantastic Four and sold them all to Marvel is because they couldn't do another one. <laughs> because no one would have gone to have seen it. So Marvel Studios was the only appeal to us seeing another Fantastic Four movie was the fact that, well, Marvel's going to make it, so it's got to be good. Well, if we get to the point by 2025 where we can't say, well, Marvel's doing it, so it's got to be good, like, how are we going to feel about a new Fantastic Four movie? And then again, you throw that to the X-Men, and now this is where, if I'm Bob Iger, like Shamari's saying, Kevin Feige, you're messing up the money. Because we gave, we, we put $71 billion into this Fox property,
0: I mean, so far it's the worst seventy-one billion dollars ever spent. I think. I mean, got, as, much as, I, as much as I love having or, some of these shows on Disney Plus and some of these movies on Disney Plus, Simpsons. I mean, it's, it's terrible uh, money, terrible money.
2: So they can put Madripoor in in Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier,
1: and they can have the Simpsons on Disney Plus. That that's what the seventy-one billion dollars. So is. you can put Patrick Stewart in, in Days of Future in a, a Multiverse of Madness. It's 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 it's. Oh, it's honestly, it's really surprising to me that they haven't.
0: They they're not berating him, like, I mean, they might be. Again, I, I, I'm I'm putting it I'm screen. I'm putting it on blast. I mean, those those comments from Iger that I ripped him for because he was in charge for a lot of the stuff that happened. Like, I mean, it did fit, in some ways feel highly critical of what Marvel Studios has or hasn't been able to do. Over the past several years, now do I? Th- I think it was ridiculous that he kind of separated himself from those issues. But in some ways, it's hard to
2: really you know separate the two. In my opinion, yeah. And, and so am I, and So do you guys agree? Am I off with my concern about? No, no you're, you're not off at all. You're you're, you're not you're off at all. Off.
0: Nothing nothing can be assumed anymore about Marvel creative, and it, it's crazy to think that they were even at a point. Or at a level where you could assume things were going to be good, but that's where they were. I mean, they were hitting on all silver cylinders that time between civil. Uh, I don't know. I go back to winter soldier till yep. end game. They were pretty much Teflon. Not like everything was perfect, but they were pretty much Teflon. Where well, you knew anything they dropped was probably going to be fire. And since then nothing's guaranteed. So, even though Kevin Feige, his favorite Marvel heroes are the X-Men, which makes this whole thing even more bizarre, really? even though he came up in this industry through working on Fox's X-Men, you're right. Given what Kevin Feige has given to us, there are no guarantees. There are no absolutes about what a X men Marvel Studios project is going to look like. Now, there's a part of me that wonders and maybe it's out of a sake of hoping for the best maybe like he's so preoccupied with like what they're trying to do with the x-men that he's actually not focusing on this other stuff and maybe that's why we're getting such crappy content from them i don't want to give him that much credit but like it's you're trying to find some explanation for what the hell is going on and it it leads me to maybe that being a thing because it will be a big tall order whenever they eventually decide okay we're going to move forward with the X Men yeah. and the mutants. Whenever that happens, it's going to be major. So there's maybe, a part of you that wonders, hey, is there is 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 perhaps the story to Secret Wars that maybe creates the universe that introduces the the mutants? Maybe that has become such
1: a that's what order I
0: think that, that maybe this other stuff. Even though he he greenlit all this stuff, he's just not he doesn't really care about any of this other stuff. That's what I I, I think I, I think you're right in
2: terms of like. I've said it before. I I do think we are getting that mutant saga in 2027. Uh, I think that's whatever after all this multiverse stuff. I think that's where we're going. Um, But I will say, EJ, if that is the case with, with your theory on Feige, um, which I think is plausible. And I think is in some ways fair to him. I would say you have a terrible PR department at Marvel. (laughs) Your your own team that you have to let that be known because again, I don't like me personally. I, if this was bad, but I knew Kevin Feige was knee deep on making like a whole trilogy of like X Men movies and X Men Disney Plus spinoffs and all this different stuff, that I wouldn't care about Secret yep. Feige. Now maybe that like, they're worried about like Spoiler. you know handicapping and you know, spoilers and handicapping or kneecap, you know, you know uh, undercutting these other shows and movies and saying like. I, you don't got to see the Marvels because we got the X-Men in 2027. I don't know if that's realistic. Like, I'd still see the Marvels even if I there was an X-Men movie. I just yeah, wouldn't care yeah, about that's it. That's not true. Yeah, I just wouldn't care about it. But, but like, they have to understand like PR is a disaster right now for Marvel. Yep. They, their approval rating is as low as it's ever been. And they need a win.
1: And he needs to... Uh, also, I, I, just to reiterate, man, if that really is the case, he is lucky to still have a job at Disney and Marvel. Um, he's he's lucky. I can't imagine um, having that much money going to buying a property and the barrier to you making the money back is I plan to use it in like five years. Five, six years. but And in the
0: meantime, the projects that we're making are going to be trash. Like, I know, the, well, I know for a fact he didn't tell us Tell them that now. That that's been no, but like no, that's but been like, arguably the reality. But he didn't yeah, say so he come on, out I'm with hey, I'm...
1: like when the trash projects start coming out, th-
2: right,
1: that's you're... when that's when the bosses step in and say you're out, you're out, you're gonna put the X Men in, or you're out, or I'll find somebody. We're gonna will. buy you out But whatever means we need to do that. You are gonna be gone if you don't put something in where we're gonna start making this money.
2: Off of these properties. When that we when got. when Disney bought Star Wars for a, a lot less than when they bought Fox, when they bought Lucasfilm, they immediately made Star Wars. That was like the first initiative. Was, we're making Star Wars. Right. Episode seven is coming out, and we're we're right. putting that wheels on the ground. You know, everything in motion. Yeah, that makes sense, and that makes sense because that's how you make your money back. Yeah, right. And they made it back in like two movies. <laughs> you know. Yeah, just, listen instantly they made that four billion back or whatever they gave up. Like when they got Spider Man, I mean we talked about it on our old podcast. Like when they got Spider-Man, like he was in Civil War like instantly. And they didn't Yeah, they I mean the Reservoir essentially just, almost
0: begging to get Spider Man into that movie.
2: Yeah. And and like me and we were joking this weekend, we were like they didn't they didn't even play the game of we gotta wait till Comic Con to like you nope. know, let people know that Spider-Man's in it, and let people know who's playing. Like, cause I, I'll ask you guys a question. I asked Mariette this weekend, but I'll ask you guys on the show. If you, if, if if you were thrust into a position where you were, let's say you were over Kevin Feige, or you're even under Kevin Feige, but you're his chief lieutenant, or you're replacing him, and some you're in some senior position at Marvel, you're tasked with fixing this, fixing this problem that they're. And there are no constrictions, there are no, no restrictions, nothing binding you. You can't use the X-Men for 10 years or, you know, as far as you know, everything is how we, we just think it is. Like, what would you do? Uh, well, I told you, you know, I, can't, I cancel like half
1: of the stuff that they're coming out with.
0: Okay, so wait, so at, right there, Sham. Before you continue, yeah. well, you, I guess, you, well, no, yeah, I want to do it before you continue, rather than because yeah. I want because you said you're going to cancel half projects. So let's yeah. we have let's go through the Marvel projects that are are set to be that are set to come out, and I want you to tell me which ones are getting canceled. As Shamari is indeed, uh, in charge of things, so I'm trying to pull up the list now. So that's why I'm uh, procrastinating a little and, bit. And, as and I, I'll just add a slight asterisk. I'll put cancel slash indefinitely
1: postpone. Cause maybe right off the board, off the board. They're off the board for now. <laughs> a lot of these projects are just off the board for now. They're not coming out. We're focusing on X. They're like whatever. the
0: Lando like land- <laughs> show. Really yeah, cool. exactly. It's just we're gonna make it, but it's not. We're not doing this right now. Okay, so everything. I'm just gonna say everything that's happening this year. I'm gonna just assume. Right, that's business.
2: we're not canceling. Yeah, we're not yeah,
0: Marvel. We're not Zazz. <laughs> right. So, so Deadpool three is that getting canceled? No, that's on. Okay, Captain America Brave New World. That get canceled. No, that's all. Thunderbolts.
1: <laughs>
0: that that gets that gets that's you know, no, the no, shelled? That, that's getting
1: shelved.
0: He's I get the Thunderbolts out of here. All right, Blade. It's already on the shelf,
2: right? Huh? Well, no, mean? there's a real I
0: mean, right now there's a release date, I believe, of February 14th, 2025. Uh uh.
1: I, I gotta talk. I gotta talk to the people behind it to see if they have a story. If they, or <laughs> if they don't have a story, it's getting a show. If they have a story, I gotta listen to, to see because Mahershala he's extremely talented. He's a right. moneymaker. Right, that's a moneymaker. And him as Blade is a moneymaker. So I gotta see. But if they're in a stage where they don't know what they don't know what they're doing, is they don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. then it's getting a show.
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm a, phase six. The only moves we know right now are Fantastic Four and Kang Dynasty Super Wars. So we know you're keeping those. Okay, so for the TV shows coming up. So you got uh Loki season two. Um, that's
1: coming out. Yeah. Well
0: oh, that's, that's coming out this year. Okay, right. So we're gonna keep everything that's coming out this year. You're right. So Loki, Echo, all that safe. Ironheart. Sure, the
1: Echo. I don't know why. I don't even know. I well Echo, I mean I guess. I and mean, Echo
0: comes out in November. So are you cutting <laughs> Echo? I, mean, I don't know. And, I mean you yeah, get higher right. today or Are you to cut the Echo A sure that's already done, technically. Alright.
1: I mean if I mean if it's done, <laughs> I mean if it's done then fine. But but what what, what what's the next one? Alright, so you got um
0: ironheart um ironheart can come out that that goes out okay uh agatha coven of chaos no nah, that's not that's not. <laughs> all right daredevil born again um man the fact that we got wow. it sure yeah, wow tomorrow he's actually thinking about daredevil but I mean, what's was, your hesitation you, to, to potentially canceling Daredevil, the X Men, though? That's the that's the one. Because that's thing. the thing.
2: It, because I asked this because because then what is your, what is your like, what are you instituting? Like, what is your plan as far as you're cutting half this stuff? What's yeah. what else are you doing?
1: Um. So you gotta. So you gotta put in. And also another thing I didn't want to add is you're putting X Men into. Most, if not all, of these projects. X-Men characters. X-Men characters, X-Men references, if not characters. Mutants, you, Senator Kelly, something. You're putting something X-Men. Sentinel, something. Something X-Men is going to be in, involved in a lot of this stuff. Um, and you're just throwing an echo. It doesn't matter what it is. You're throwing somebody right, an echo. post <laughs> Um Something. And uh, you're putting in... Um... um Let's see. Put in some, put in, get Wolverine in, in, in somewhere. You got to, got to get a Wolverine project in somewhere. Um, you know, and I know we're getting Hugh Jackman. I don't care. Fans don't care. We need more Wolverine. Well, the fans do care about Hugh Jackman.
0: I'm going to push back on that. They care about, no,
1: well, I mean, they care about Hugh Jackman, but they don't care about, oh, there's too much Wolverine. Like, oh, I got you. Yeah. 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 Um, so you got to get Wolverine in there. Um, Let's see. I don't know if we get a full-on um, X-Men movie. Maybe. Um, yeah, I'd have to see it's some kind of X team. I want the formation of some of some kind right. of team. Right. Um, but that thats but, that, thats but, the problem. But, but you get that. But you get that in quick. Right. You know, you get a right. You get a director. You get people in a room. You have them sit down and say, "What do you think?" And you get writers, like people that like wrote the stories, you know Hickman and others that have written X-Men, and say, "Okay, what do you think would be a good story that you think, based on what we have so far, that we could do?" Like, right. you know, like, you know, the people behind like Wolverine the X-Men and some of these other great stories. And it's like, what right. do you think we can do with 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 these people, right? right? And you you get them to write a story. It's like, man, that's a good story.
0: All right, let's do it. Greenlighted,
1: right. boom! We right. got a movie in like three, two, three years.
0: Right. So I'm assuming, by the way, that uh, Wonder Man and Vision Quest uh, projects that are reportedly uh, in development, those will be canceled if Shumary was in charge.
1: Absolutely, those are. Absolutely- <laughs> There's just no need. There's no need for that. Um, and the same goes for like. I mean, sometimes
0: be- I think to Shamari's point, I mean when you 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 say these names out loud, you know, Vision Quest and Wonder Man. Like in a, if things were going great, I think that we would we, we could right. there could be an excitement for those shows. I mean, you got one, uh, that's gonna have Yaya uh Yaya too uh is gonna be a part of that show. Um like he's a phenomenal actor. obviously you've seen him in, in plenty of work. I, I loved what he did in um in uh uh the HBO show, uh, watch, watch of course. Her. Um, uh, yeah, I, I Mateen, but like, it's because you have these other issues with the, <laughs> with the other things that happen there. You're Like I can't afford like them to be working on wonder man and it may be awful. And we waste our time now at wonder man, what we could be doing next. I can't have them doing vision quests where Paul Bettany's back as white vision. And I, like, I gotta wait to see him figure out himself again and you know, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but that's another reason why we're not doing X-Men. I mean, I right. tend to think that there's <laughs> still something contractual. Like, there's got to be a reason why we're getting these kind of somewhat oddball projects before X-Men. Yeah. But I would argue that there's... Yeah. Had to, but I'd argue, though, that like when we talked about in the past, now, Wonder Man's something totally new, so I'm not going to hate on Wonder Man. I told you guys all the time, I'm actually excited about Wonder Man. But I do feel like they do have a problem where, what I've said a bunch, is that Marvel, in some ways... In some ways, they don't care about their own canon and, and and who they're picking to create things and how they're storyboarding projects. But on one hand, they almost are too in love with their things because that's how an Agatha gets greenlit. They're
2: making, they're making that's how a
0: Vision Quest gets greenlit. Like they're making
2: spinoffs of spinoffs. Like right. like it, traditional Marvel Phase One. Like we'd be way more focused on Shang Chi two and Black right. Panther three and like maybe even Doctor Strange three. Like those. All those would be on the board, and they'd just be be very focused, as opposed to like like Agatha is a spinoff of WandaVision, which is like a spinoff of like Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, Moon Knight season two. Like, like it feels like we got we have to focus on the main thing. If you know, we have there were all the memes about the King Dynasty lineup and it being you know. A middle of the pack Eastern Conference playoff team and whatever you want all the jokes you want to say about it but we feel that way it, a lot of people feel that way because yeah. they haven't developed a lot of these characters
1: and, and I, I do agree with you EJ I, I think there has to be a contractual reason because it, it, I don't think he, Feige I think they might I think they would have removed him by now if he if he just wasn't including
2: including... Because that's so much money. I, I will I look that's so much we money say what that we they're want. just not making. We could say what we want about the super scroll fight. It was a bad idea. But I don't think Feige's an idiot. I don't think he's a dumb person. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he's a smart guy. And I think like you just said, he loves the X Men. That's his that's that's his upbringing. That's his up that, that's that, that's his roots in this business. Right. I don't think if he could do and use the X Men and make his own X Men we, I mean, we've seen we've, – we've heard him say and we've, we've seen a priority that, like, they don't want to do the same thing. You know, when it came to Spider-Man, they want to do something different. They didn't want to do what we've seen before. So why would, he, why would he then decide, like, I want to go back to the well and do Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman? Maybe he's super nostalgic about that. But, like, I feel like there has to be something – you know, some constraints on him. I, I If that's the case and we want to leave the X-Men in their own boat and say you can't make anything until 28, 29, whatever – like, what's the deal with the Fantastic Four? What's the deal with the exactly. with, with Doctor Doom? I mean, we've I mean, seen
1: we've seen we've seen leaders and in, in, in organizations get replaced for so much less, for so much less. They just they they're just like, no, you're gone, you're out of here, get out of here. We're gonna replace you with with with
2: Joe. I don't I don't from, understand from, them from this yet. other like, like they would have gotten rid of him. By I now. I think it's a creative misstep, and I think EJ's right. I think. Because, I I would say this. I think I think it was I think it's a creative misstep to not have introduced any Fantastic Four members. And I think their argument, what we've seen behind closed doors, is that they want to cast. They want to let the director of the Fantastic Four movie cast the Fantastic Four. Members. Right. And there's value to that, and that that's fair to Shadow I, and and I, I, like, uh, I, mean, I hate that though, because
0: you had I hate but, that I hate that only because you had you had essentially Feige and the Russos cast Spider Man of course
2: that, that's been and, fine and, yeah and that went fine and 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 look and obviously you can and say, they um, cast of black panther by the way they cast black panther I, like i would also say i just feel like there is way more that you can add by using these characters now like and, and figuring out the, the 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 casting issue like you said you you just got to work with it man like I'm not saying you have to cast all. Four, you have to cast all four now. I, I, I would. I would have. I would have had all four cast by the like tw- by like Comic Con of 2021 20, or like whatever they had. Plus. I mean, it's
0: ridiculous. I, We're gonna talk about that next. But it's ridiculous that we've gotten this far and we don't have
2: any members of Fantastic Four confirmed. It's nuts. But I, to me, I think that that is such a that is such a misstep creatively because. Not only have you not been able to use them, you don't, you've, you've been reluctant to use Doctor Doom, and and I think you're right, EJ. I think that their their mindset not only do they want to allow the creators to cast these characters, but I think they also felt we don't need Reed Richards, we don't need Victor Von Doom. These are nice characters to have, but we've got uh, we've got Sam Wilson, we've got you know Wanda, we got Wanda Maximoff, we've got you know, Stephen Strange. In, in some cases, we've got Agatha Harkness. Like, I think they felt like it didn't matter. Like, those characters are great, but we'll get to them when we get to them. We're gonna do them right because we have these other characters. That you know, we have Carol Danvers and and Monica Rambeau. And I think that they've missed the they've missed the boat on when these characters start to flop
1: and, that's, and, that's, and the
2: excitement starts to wane. See, they, now they've now they now, now like Shamar said, the emergency hits, and now yeah. it's like. You know, break the glass. Let's get Reed Richards in the next thing we can.
1: And now they have to call Kevin Feige. They have to have a board discussion. They have to have larger discussions. And they have to be like, what is your plan to put this one and put Wolverine and, okay, Fantastic Four. We haven't seen them in a few years. What about them? People excited about them. What's your plan to use them? When are we going to see them? And where is the connective (laughs) tissue with Marvel?
2: Like, beyond... Because, they're like, they used to really do a... They used to do a really good job of teasing. I mean, even, like, Adam Warlock was teased going forward... Was teased in... well was it Guardians 1? Or Guardians yeah. 2? I don't even remember. But he was teased... I believe it was Guardians 2. was teased yeah. into, you know, the guy that we end up seeing with Will Poulter in, in Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like... And now, yes, they, you can say we've, we have had some characters they tease, and we just don't know when they're going to show up. But, like, where are these direct like where where's nova? at? like where is silver surfer? where are some of these other characters that if you want to argue you can't use the, you can't use the mutants right now. I just feel like there hasn't been a whole lot of connective tissue. That's the thing that really hurts that Avengers group that we're talking about. Yeah. Is that we got two or three characters you know that ha- that barely even know each other. They have no connective tissue unlike the first phase of X, of Mar- of Avengers movies that didn't that 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 everybody knew somebody for a particular reason? There was a story reason why these people were together. There was a story reason why these people. There was real connective tissue, and each Marvel property actually seemed like it tied in. I don't think that we, we mentioned all this Fallout with Secret Invasion, and again, I'll reiterate, I don't think we're gonna see any of it. I don't. I think they, they may they may pretend like it didn't it never happened. Like I don't I don't know if we're gonna get a whole bunch of this scroll stuff. There has to be from some. I mean, there was a report. From, i want to say it was daniel rpk that said there is no mention of secret invasion in captain america brave new world as far as he knows <laughs> it that insane. could change the movie comes out for a little bit but why if that is the case now why would they add a mention like that doesn't make any sense like if there is no mention you probably shouldn't be if that's the case that makes absolutely no sense that's insane like you said yeah. EJ.
0: i mean the little president is going to change
2: the president, so, we're probably going to be a change hands of president. We like it's literally the last political thriller, government political thriller that we had spy thriller to the next government political spy thriller, and there's going to be no mention of it. Doesn't make any sense. It's gonna it's gonna take off. It's gonna take off right from uh, Falcon and
1: Winter
3: Soldier. Yeah.
2: Gonna have, like, yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be the is going to be the the predecessor, and it's like it doesn't make sense. Who's to, I mean I how much of Secret Invasion is gonna be mentioned in the Marvels? We'll see, but nothing in the in the marketing seems to make anything seem like it's going to tie We're gonna tie in at get all. get
1: more from the Incredible Hulk than we do from Secret Invasion
2: in the Marvels. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
0: It is, and, and like I said, like Kendall said, this is uh rock bottom for Marvel, and it appears that it's only getting worse. Now, before we get to some of the other stuff. Uh, we did have the Loki trailer. Marvel kind of trying to quickly turn the page from Secret Invasion. The promotional run for season two of Loki begins. Of course, it begins with no writers and no uh, no actors because there's, they're on strike right now. But you did have a poster come out and a trailer came out. You still got Tom Hiddleston. You got Owen Wilson in there. Some of the familiar characters from the previous season. We did get a shot at the end of Jonathan Majors' Kang character so we're still doing that thing as of right now Um, Shamari how'd you feel about the trailer that came out today I
1: liked it Um, but I mean it's hard to you know get the you know the kind of general negative sense you know out of Marvel right now um, you know I mean Jonathan Majors is still in hot water and we're gonna see how that resolves itself um, so that hasn't gone away either. Um, and just the general lack of direction from Marvel hasn't helped. Um, so you know, it's a good trailer. I think I'll like Loki. Um, you know, I think I have. I think I'll. I you know, I think the uh, the team behind that show knows what they're doing. I am hoping that it will be. Have a very direct tie-in to Kang Dynasty, um, so that's kind of the thing that I'm excited about. But you know, it's just it's hard to get excited. It's just this isn't a good even the Kang Dynasty. i was like, who's the Avengers team? I don't even know, and then the team I don't know that that I'm gonna care for the team all that much. So yeah, it's just I don't know. i I'm, and I'm and I am curious to see what what you know surprises we have in store uh, but i enjoyed the trailer it looks like a fun trailer um you know you got loki and you know mobius and they're just a, a good team um for a show so i'm looking forward to it but
0: i mean so. you got there i mean loki essentially you know doing what we saw in the spider-man animated movies where he's kind of glitching out uh, i don't know if that was supposed to be a direct call to that but it, it looked like the the live action version of that uh, now, why he's doing it in the TVA? Uh, the person Obi that they, they they go to talk to, he doesn't seem to know. But um, but I wonder if that is, in some ways, a nod to the issues we saw with various characters in the last two Spider Verse movies, and if that is somehow them connecting to that.
2: I'd
1: be
0: shocked if
3: that
1: was the case. I mean, he is
0: glitching, though. Know? I mean, you saw. I mean, like he looks like the same way miles in the last movie and other people have glitched in previous movies right interesting that was your take that was i mean i i question if it's a connection i don't know if it is i'm not right. even saying it so is it's funny se, you say that.
2: that's what it looked like i haven't heard i haven't heard that uh mm-hmm. and i haven't heard much connection to this but I, this is just me speculating uh but there you know a lot of these scoopers uh have been teasing that the villain of Deadpool three, from what we know, is somebody that we've seen in the MCU. Uh, we don't know who it is. We don't really know who they're talking about. Yeah, uh, these people are very vague. And the fact that it, we don't just get our information from the, the trades and fagies because he doesn't say anything. But, um, but one theory that's been out there, people trying to be trying to put together, like who could possibly who in the MCU could be the villain of Deadpool three. TVA we've all, all this different stuff is uh there's been this thought that maybe it's maybe it's like uh Kingpin like dealing doing some like collider stuff, you know like 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 Spider Verse but like but it's D'Onofrio and that, that would be f- funny but like also like interesting, and then you say the you say the the glitching part and I'm like ah you know it has some wheels to it now, but well, well, Kingpin
0: uh, does have you know that uh you know her, her, his wife is in the new show on dead and on a uh, uh, daredevil so he has his family so i don't know why he would be using a collider but i mean he could use it for any reason right
2: um yeah no i mean look i thought that this uh i thought that this trailer was uh i thought it was good you know look i'll for anybody that, that that is a fan of this, of, of of Loki, and really wants to hear our opinion, like Shamari said, I, I mean, g- overall, in general, <laughs> with Marvel, my, you know, the excitement is low, you know, again, approval rating, rock bottom, whatever you want to call it. But this, in particular, what my thoughts on this trailer were fine. I mean, I think it's becoming a little bit, and we'll see, like Shamari said, I think the, the connection to Game Dynasty is a big thing, and they made it the big thing in this trailer. Uh, I do have concerns about is at what point does this show start spinning its wheels a little bit? I know it's only in season two, um, but like the premise seemed very one seasony, you know, seemed seemed very much like a one season Loki, you know, stuck out of time. Like how long is gonna be in the TVA? Right, like is, is Loki now a time cop? <laughs> like is that the new? Yeah, I think that's what, that's what it is, but like, uh, but that that has nothing to do with Loki a lot of you know, and, right. you know, historically, so. Um, it's It feels a little Legends of Tomorrow season 5 Season 6 you know <laughs> Uh, So that that'll be the thing is Making it still Connected to the MCU and maybe it's not You know maybe outside of King Dynasty Connections and all that maybe it is very uh, Contained but You know again we from what we know There is you know TVA involvement in Deadpool 3 And So maybe this ties into Deadpool 3 Since that's coming out if, if things hold right
0: i feel like we've heard a lot of rumors that there is definitely gonna be tied to deadpool with this film or this this project or this project will tie it to deadpool i feel like
2: yeah i mean yeah we you know there's rumors that Owen wilson is in deadpool and um i, we, I don't know if we've right. heard as much about like anything deadpool being in this but you know you if, if this leads into deadpool somehow uh, you feel like there may be, there's got to be something. So, uh, that I think is the the other big thing to watch. You know, last time the show came out, the big thing was how to connect to Ant-Man and is Kang in it. Um, now it feels like it, it's more about, uh, it's more about, it's all still about Kang, but I think the Deadpool part of it is also a big deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good trailer. I like the trailer. Um, I think that, No, the the story beats and the chemistry between Wilson and Hiddleston is still there, still solid. I kind of wish maybe this trailer would have maybe dived a little bit into where we left off in season one of Loki. It was essentially Loki returning to a TVA that is totally different in the worst way possible than the TVA he was with before that was not being run by kane the conqueror or some version of kane the conqueror is run by he who remains who i guess is not as bad it seems like that doesn't get reckoned with in this trailer but maybe they want to try to hold that um but like the 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 actual performances and stuff we saw i i liked but again and maybe it's unfair for loki because loki is actually a show where we did see some payoff for with ant-man i guess but there's a part of me that watches this trailer and just says, "Okay, like this seems good, but like there's been no payoff for a lot of these Disney Plus shows with the exception of WandaVision to anything we've seen in the movie." Like WandaVision, yes, you had you almost had to watch WandaVision to understand Doctor Strange. But almost everything else, it just feels like you could watch it or not watch it, it doesn't matter. I love this stuff, so I'm going to continue to keep watching something like Loki. Loki was in my opinion the second or third best show marvel is done so i'm excited that they're doing a season two but even for me someone who liked it the the state of affairs being so poor at marvel it would kind of was again just like all right like we're doing loki great like but like you've got so much jobs to to fix like i can't even get excited for this because of how i've ordered your houses
1: yeah yeah i mean it's 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 just not you know it's just not a good situation to be in um for Marvel, as, as we've talked about, um, I I like you said I like the trailer. I thought it was, I think it's a good trailer. I think the season is going to be a good season. Um, you know I, I I I honestly do. I think I think this is good, probably going to be good to great. I mean that would be my expectation or in my prediction. I think I think it's going to be an enjoyable to watch. Hiddleston's great. Um, you know, Owen Wilson's great. I think if there's connections to Deadpool, I think that would be even better. Um, so I mean I have fairly high expectations. um, but again, everything else is so lackluster that I just it's hard to it's hard to get excited. Which is crazy to say when it comes to Marvel Studios, but it's like it's hard for me to get excited about this when I'm not very excited about a lot of the stuff that they're going to be doing. They, they have
2: to understand, man, not to get into the X-Men thing, but, like, WandaVision... Well, you said, you said, wait, wait,
0: wait, you just said not to get into the X-Men
2: thing? <laughs> but, like, I mean, we remember, man, It wasn't that long ago, like, a lot of our conversation, and not just us, but a lot of the conversation online about WandaVision was related to the X-Men. I wonder why. Um, Maybe it, is, is Scarlet Witch an X Men character? Maybe, <laughs> but like was Evan Peters in the yeah, show? Yeah, well, it was Evan Peters in the <laughs> show. Whose idea was that? Uh, <laughs> so a lot of the week-to-week conversation again, us talking about the X Men was their fault. Like once they put Evan Peters in it, like they just they turned that into a thing. But like even at the start of it, it was like we we knew that the the deal would pass I said, and, like I said, like I said in the past,
0: only somebody who does not like or care for the canon
2: would do something so stupid <laughs> exactly and so now that we're in this moment where like WandaVision has passed and like putting Madripoor and Falcon and Winter Soldier and that moment is passed like and now we've gone through all these different shows and we still haven't seen any X-Men anything like you know, we're now at this. We're now in this moment where, like, we're not looking forward to these shows to see if we might get we might get an X Fan reference, or we might get a Fantastic Four tease, or any of that. Like, we thought maybe Reed Richards would would, would have, was going to be in Wandavision. Like, all these different things aren't on the table anymore. So now you have to enjoy these shows at face value. Which again, Loki season one was good, so I'll enjoy it. But if we're talking like that through the roof, like everything is must see. I mean, Shamar, you you know when we watch. Uh, A lot of times when we've watched our Star Wars shows, Mm -hmm. you know, Mandalorian Season 1, even more so Mandalorian Season Mm 2, we knew we had to wake up at 7, 8 a.m. Crack of dawn. Crack of dawn and watch it because you didn't want to get spoiled and you knew something crazy might happen. Yep. WandaVision had a little bit of that where we had to wake up early and watch it. Fucking Winter Soldier had a little bit of that. Yep. Secret Evasion had none of that. None of that. Secret Evasion, I was like, none I can wait a day and I could watch it and I don't care. If I get spoiled, oh well. Yeah. Like and I feel like Loki might have a little bit of that. And like that yeah. they start losing that. Yeah. That's when he Bob that. Iger he starts talking about getting rid of these Disney Plus series in general. There you go. And he yeah. might have a point. Because what is the point of these shows if we're not, you and know,
1: it's, like, it's it's just at the edge of our seat. And it's just, you know, getting a return on your investment. Yep. There's so much these this the budgets are so big. Yep. There's massive budgets. Yep. On these shows. And it's like, what's the return? Is is me just going, meh, you're giving a bad review online? That's the return? Yep.
2: I mean <laughs> you know, it's like the it's the opposite of what doing, doing all before. these shows like and not this isn't a Bob Iger uh you know, giving him, you know, any, advice. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> or like saying, Oh, Bob Iger was right, you know, but yeah. I, but I think that there is a there is a thing where it's like some of these other studios, all, all these studios are, are shelling out money and they're all making multiple shows and whatnot. But like at the end of the day, a lot of these studios have one or two big, big tentpole. This right. is what this is our money maker. you know, House of Dragon. Yeah, we're going to put 300 million into that. Right. You know, or Amazon's like we're putting 250 million into Lord of the Rings. And then, yeah. you know, we have other shows, but that's that's the big one. Right. You know, Marvel, you know, and Disney is saying themselves so, like we have Star Wars and Marvel and we have our other stuff. And if we're doing four Marvel shows at a time and we're doing four Star, two, two star Wars shows at a time and they all have 200 million dollar budgets, it gets out of whack if they're not all as good as the boys or they're not all as good as right. House of Dragon or Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or whatever. And so that's how you lose that, as opposed to if you did, if you, like like we talked about, Scraps, every single show you had, and did just did one, you know, Wolverine anthology series, that look, may not, you you know, may cost you a lot to make, but like, it's the biggest thing on television all year. You end up having a business model that might actually make you more money or might be more conducive to your brand than just burning money on doing secret invasion. That helped you in no areas. Secret invasion just burnt you it was just burnt money that all it did was hurt your brand. Yeah, and honest. it's gonna cost you money not only in the production of that, but also then in the box office of the Marvels and in the future box office of Armor Wars. And probably everything that you're gonna. And I want to just make it clear, it's not, and that's not the fault of any of the actors or crew or no, production. No, the anymore. actors did a pretty good job in it. Samuel Jackson was excellent. and yeah. Deer was excellent. Yeah. Emilia yeah. Clarke was really
1: good. You know, any money they made, they earned. They worked their butts off, I'm sure, to to try to make a good product. It's the writing and the people at the top that are guiding this,
2: yeah, you, or or not guiding it. EJ, e, 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 you need to get the. Uh... You need to get the drop of the, uh, the kid. It's the coach's fault. <laughs> <What laughs> yeah, I coach gotta add that to I gotta add that to the list. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it shows you a conversation on Loki goes back into how terrible secret invasion is, but that's the, that's the way things are right now for Marvel. And to make matters worse, uh, Hollywood scooper, Jeff Snyder, told John Roca, shout out to John Rocha on his YouTube channel that, uh, Adam driver, um, likely not to be involved with fantastic four in fact uh he says the uh the actor has been unable to connect with the role and the character on page he says adam driver was never really engaged when it comes to playing reed richards it's very interesting considering all the the scoops and reports we heard that he was very close to signing on to a deal to play with uh, reed richards in the fantastic four and now you guys are saying he was never really engaged Uh, i'm not sure how much i buy that but I could potentially buy him not being able to connect to the character. And maybe that being a reason why this has not been done or maybe won't ever be done at this point. Um, I don't know. I mean, Kendall, is this just another uh, day where, you know, when it rains and pours for Marvel, when it comes to Adam driver now saying, "Uh, you know what? Fantastic four, never
2: mind. It's funny because I will say, like you said, you're not 100% sure if we believe everything with that. like, Jeff Snyder was getting he was getting some heat from fans because um, a lot of people thought he was the reason why Robbie and Driver might may have pulled out because he was the one that came out with the scoop that Emma Stone uh, turned them down that she wanted more money Marvel wasn't willing to give that and that uh, the 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 theory is that Robbie and and Driver kind of got wind of that through Snyder's reporting and were Kind of like, well, you know, you're giving, you're giving, if she's turning this down and you're giving me X, well then, you know, we got to renegotiate this thing. Yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> exactly. You know, and that that's essentially, you know, and so I think there is a part of me that wonders if Snyder is trying to you now come out and say, well, Driver was never involved. So, you know, he's not, he's not putting himself in it, but maybe he's just throwing it out there, just. So that he can even absolve himself. Yeah, it's very it. interesting. I did not know his backstory. <laughs> um, but but again, regardless of Snyder's intentions in his in the reporting, um, the case still remains. Adam Driver not uh, not involved not involved in Fantastic Four like we thought, um, and it's. You know, look, Shamari. You know, I'd, I'd say this is probably might be good news for Shamari because he was the one on this show saying he didn't like the fit, and the reporting from Jeff Snyder, is Adam Driver didn't really like the fit. You know, and when you hear that, you know, it's a feather in Shamari's cap because you know you were the one saying, you know, I don't know if you know, a great actor. I don't know if he's Reed Richards. Uh, this also could be, you Something know, other people say the same thing all Yeah, and this also could be adam driver It also could be adam driver read the script and was like i don't like i may like the character i don't like this project right now so i'm gonna i'm not gonna you know i can't connect with the role that's that might be code for the script isn't it right now and so and this project can't get off the ground so i'm i'm out um and with the way marvel's going right now am i the am i supposed to say that that there's no way that that's the case you know, I mean, I don't know how Amelia Clark signed on to Secret Invasion. I, I, mean, I have no idea why she, she took that. Right.
0: Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean I yeah. guess, you know, we saw about that movie having a two hundred million dollar budget. Maybe she has
2: half of it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Shamari, I mean, is this is this a, is this a bad thing for you, or that Adam Driver is out? Um, no, it's not bad. Um, as you as you pointed out, you know
1: this, this this is definitely not a bad thing. Something that I. Um, you know, uh, kind of was hoping for. I guess uh, you know, um, you know, not hoping Adam wouldn't get the bag, but just that he'd get the bag somewhere else because he deserves the bag. He's a good actor, but um, um but yeah, you know, uh, you know, he, did, he said he didn't connect with the with the script, and you know, I I don't believe what he said. He read it was or you know saw the material and was like I I don't, I don't think this is for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I do think, it, I, you know, I would stand by what I said. I, I don't, I don't see him as Reed Richards. I think, um, you know, I think they're, they would be better served, uh, getting someone that, that would fit the, just fit the role better. I mean, look, honestly. there's
2: people now jumping back on your bandwagon. Shamari's been batting a thousand with this Fantastic Four stuff. What, Krasinski? John Krasinski. Yeah. Back yeah. in the mix. I mean, people have always been saying Krasinski. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean it's not
1: like I've been the, just shouting to the void. Yeah, I know yeah, is
2: not yeah, you weren't you weren't you weren't alone in that. You know, when they trolled
1: everybody in Doctor Strange, I, you know, it was it was a big deal. <laughs> People were like, "Oh, Krasinski And then they killed him instantly, <laughs> which was a mistake. So, I hope that that is a mistake. But um but yeah, you know, I I don't know what I don't know what what Marvel plans to do. I think I think uh at this point, you know, and driver might might be feeling like he dodged a bullet after what happened with secret invasion. Maybe like, oh, good, All right? You know, I don't have to be involved in some kind of sinking ship or, or something where there's no direction or the person creating the material doesn't really care what what's going on in my story.
0: I mean, we talk about the you know the creation of secret scroll. I mean, secret scroll. Jesus. Uh <laughs> secret scroll so, sounds like secret squirrel. Um, super scroll in secret invasion. I mean. Perhaps he you know, they, he did see what happened with Secret Invasion and maybe the Fantastic Four story does involve a showdown with Super Scroll and he's like, No, no thank you. Don't want any part of that. You know, you never know. I mean, I I feel like he definitely could have done the role. I said in the past, in some ways I feel like he almost makes more sense to be the maker than even like the Fantastic Four Reed Richards you know the maker is you know the evil version of reed richards that becomes a super villain in the uh ultimate comics a, a really awesome sadistic character that i think driver definitely could have hit out of the ballpark if that was the role he was being cast for the role he was asking for um for reed i think he could have been good i think he had you know definitely Harrison, he certainly had the body type that i think make that makes sense as a as a leap to, to his superpowers but um I think it's almost more of like a blow just because of how bad things are going for Marvel not necessarily that they lost Driver in terms of what he meant to that project but more of it's just like Marvel can't do anything right you know this is a, a brand that at one point couldn't do anything wrong now they can't do anything right they can't sign big name stars you know you know Robbie may be out and now Driver may be out and you know it's like this, this movie that we've been waiting for for so long that they announced you know so long ago is still this is a pre-pandemic movie that was announced we're not even off off the ground i mean we don't have any casting we don't have anything like that that part of it is what makes this uh a little disheartening now can you find another actor to play uh reeve that's not adam driver of course you can like there's so much talent out there and i'll be excited to see the names that come up now that driver is out i kind of hope that maybe they don't necessarily say we need to get some big superstar i just want them to get the best person they can and maybe this will perhaps make Marvel be more creative in their casting, as opposed to looking for you know just the top names. Something that they've done recently, we saw that obviously with Amelia Clark playing some random scroll that it may have a bigger place in the Marvel universe as we move forward. Who knows? But um, but that would be my my look at this. Is is I wonder where they pivot now that Driver could be out.
2: I, I, I am. Look, I mean, look. Marvel's got to get their, they got to get their salaries under
0: control. Um, yeah, they about to they, they definitely hit that second apron, man. And Now they they <laughs> losing draft picks and
2: they, and they trade, yeah. trade
0: draft picks. They are having problems.
2: They're over. They're they're well over the cap right now, and um, it's it's it made sense to to go after Margot Robbie, and I and I think Margot Robbie's a box office mover. I like. We're seeing it with Bart. With I mean, Bart. shoot, yeah, there is
0: ain't doubt. There's no doubt anymore after yeah. Barbie's success.
2: And so I, I understand going after Margot Robbie, um, but I think at some point, you know, you have to bite the bullet and say we got to go with a different approach. Uh, and I think having a Fantastic Four is smarter, and having one and and being able to use them is a better marketing tool than like just casting like the biggest names possible and making them the fantastic four um i'm curious i mean look do they go for an actor similar to driver because i I, you know krasinski and and driver are are not that far off in age but you almost feel like they're almost two different like they're almost playing two different versions of reed richards um so, I wonder, do they go for somebody that fit more of the Adam Driver model? Do they go for somebody that fit more of the, uh fit something different? Um, I don't know. But, you know, like you said, they have to figure something out. And, honestly, they have to. Like, we talked about. The stuff with Spider-Man, where they said we're announcing Spider-Man immediately. Like, if I were Kevin Feige, like, the second I get any of these people signed on the dotted line, I'm announcing it. It's going into a tabloid that so-and-so is playing this person. Um, and if I'm Iger, if he doesn't do that,
1: I'm telling him to do that. Yeah, Maybe. yeah,
2: or I'm doing it. <laughs> on my Twitter, I'm Elon musking it, I'm James Gunning it, and I'm saying... I'm so glad that Adam Driver is a part of the family now. <laughs> right. Coming in 2025, <laughs> like they need some serious good press. They gotta forget about Comic Con, forget about D23, and all this stuff. Forget about Echo and this other stuff. Like, just forget about it. Yeah. What do fans really care about? Yeah, and 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 they they need to they need to cast the Fantastic Four as fast as possible. Like if I was if I was Bob Iger and I saw what James Gunn did with Superman Legacy, I'd say to myself, "That's crazy. We have essentially a full
0: Superman cast yes. before we know anybody who's going to be in the Fantastic." Yes. Like that—that that to me—that to me is gross—is gross, is gross uh, mismanagement over at Marvel. There's no excuse, excuse for that.
2: Oh well, we had to, we changed directors and we wanted to give Matt. Jackman a chance to that still him. happened way before. That, yeah, man, was even been a thought. In place <laughs> a while now that he's been in play for a while now, and James Gunn was still working for Marvel when <laughs> yes. when
0: uh, Jackman was hired as a director for Fantastic
2: Four. And like Sarah Haley Finn is, is is the woman that runs the casting decisions over at Marvel. Kevin Feige obviously has a big role in that, and I'm sure Matt Jackman will have a big role in this. In, in this in this cast as well, they're bungling it. Like let's be let's be frank, they're, this cast this casting process has been a disaster. The fact that it's taken them so long, and the fact that even as he's been been put on, it's taking them so long. Whether it's contractual, it may not even be like we're not getting the right people. It may just be contractual stuff. Still a disaster, and that falls on Feige maybe, then even more so, uh, Shaftman. But they've got to figure it out, regardless of whatever issues they've had. They need to figure out who the Fantastic Four is and they got to let the people know by the end of the year. And if if we don't know who, who is playing the Fantastic Four officially by Marvel either through a, a, a major trade or a fish, an official statement for Marvel Studios or somebody at Marvel Studios it, it, it'd, be the biggest, it'd be the only bigger disaster is the fact they haven't done the X-Men. That'd be a complete disaster <laughs> and I'd be sounding the alarm that Things are really, really bad because there is no, there is no justification and no argument because those movies are coming out in the same year. Superman Legacy and Fantastic Four are coming out within like a few months of each other. There's no, there's no justification for us having a full Superman cast and us not having a, a Fantastic Four. I don't want to hear it's harder to cast the Fantastic Four because they're a bigger. I'm casting four people as opposed to to one or two. When you're talking Lois and Clark, I don't want to hear that. I don't hear that. That's Good, a that's doesn't a huge. does Gunn huge. have like three different heroes. He's got like eight like heroes in that. Five movie. different heroes. He's casted like ten people. <laughs> and he and I and I don't hear James Gunn didn't put thought into those casting decisions. I don't hear James Gunn didn't prioritize Mister Terrific. Like he put they clearly he got people that he's confident in playing those characters. And there are so many good actors in Hollywood yeah. that can play Ben Grimm. Yeah, I was going to say. That you can know, play Johnny Storm. You can't cast Johnny Storm. There's four. There's only four people. Well, I don't well, want to hear. You know,
1: why does it take two years to cast Johnny Storm?
0: Like, Absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. That it is. And I feel like we're been the bearer of bad news here. This is not a Marvel Studios uh, thing, but just uh, some housekeeping notes, as I said earlier. Uh, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse taken off the calendar. Uh, there will not be a Spider-Verse movie next year uh the threequel no longer has a release date due to the actors that remain on strike they have to do voice work for this movie there's been some worry that maybe the animation is nowhere near where it's supposed to be either but that we don't know for sure but for certain the actors that are set to do voice work are not going to do that while they're on strike clearly so um so that's taken off the table craven also gets pushed back from uh i believe uh later this year to uh august of next year so a major move i believe october of this year now to august of next year for craven venom 3 gets a release date and it's actually ahead of now craven venom 3 now goes july 12th and then madam webb it moves up just two days to february 14th don't know i guess they want to get a, a valentine's day uh crowd there i don't know what what, what deals with that but um no spider-verse guys so sad day for us who knows when we'll get that movie but it it seems like we could be in for a little wait and it stinks especially because you had such a big cliffhanger in the last one but i mean i I almost as, as annoying as it is i almost don't mind we had so many delays on this last movie that we just saw that was maybe the best superhero movie ever made so like if, I think we can survive some more delays and not have to can be concerned that once they actually do get their ducks in a row, that will once again be phenomenal.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there was, you know, a lot of talk coming out of that movie that, as great as it was, that the, the animators were kind of under a lot of crunch and yes. a lot of stress from Lord and Miller and, um, you know, that Everything we had heard coming out of it about Beyond the Spider Verse was that, um, you know, they hadn't finished. Yeah, uh, had
0: those terrible comments by, uh, by uh, what's the name Pascal, who was like, oh, you know, sometimes you work in Hollywood, that means you gotta work hard. Some some stupid crap that she said yeah. about uh, trying to minimize how overworked her workers were. It was really pathetic. I don't know why she opened her mouth because all they were getting was good press until she started talking.
2: Yeah, and um and that's it and and, and, and then ultimately you know uh i feel i wonder if this getting pushed back has more to do with that and like everything we had heard was that they weren't really even done with it and so if you weren't done like if they they like they weren't done doing the voice acting and everything like if you weren't done at that point um when the movie when when the last movie came out like the, it being it coming out in like you know <laughs> March would have been hard to do um, without a writer's strike. So it seemed like everything was gonna was was gonna get pushed back regardless. Uh, and I wonder if they're they're pushing things back just in, in part just so that they can um, they can allow their 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 animators and everybody to work in a in a in a better uh, healthier environment. But um, but Craven is, just, that, I feel like, to me, I think that's a writer's strike right deal. I think that they know that uh, that's no, promotion. no promotion means no chance. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You have to be able to promote that movie. Like, Blue Beetle's in some massive trouble right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw a production of Blue Beetle that said, like, $15 million
0: opening. I mean, something terrible.
2: Yeah, like, that's a movie that you almost have to think about, like, uh, either, I mean, I, you can't do the whole, you know, HBO Max thing, but, like, you just delay it now, you know. It almost feels too late, but uh it's getting into that like New Mutants thing, <laughs> the New Mutants territory. <laughs> like, it's just in that dead period of new universe coming out, and this is kind of a movie nobody was, you know, it wasn't like a everybody was asking for this movie kind of thing. So now it's in a weird spot, but, um, but yeah, Craven is also in that same ballpark. Is that New Mutants class of movie that they're like we can't, we can't live without promotion, so. I think it's smart for them to push it back. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of people probably didn't know this movie was coming out. Um, I do wonder though if it getting pushed back similar in the same way Morbius got pushed back. Like, does it lose some steam? You know, I don't think it had steam, so I think that that's hard for me to say it's gonna lose steam. But um, it be it having like the trailer drops a couple months ago, and now it getting pushed back to like next year. Morbys, didn't Morbius have that same problem where like the first trailer. It was, like, years before the movie. Right, yeah, for, yeah, yes, it did. Morbius. Yeah, There was massive delays with Morbius. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, they're trying this again with Kraven. And, I mean, Morbius actually did... I probably wanted to do better than we we ho- expected, but that was more of a meme than it was it being a good movie.
0: Your final thoughts on this, Shan before we get out of here on the Spider-Verse and the Sony calendar?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate, um, you know, in terms of Spider-Verse. So I do agree with, agree with Kendall in that, you know, the more time the animators have, the better because the crunch, definitely, the crunch is uh, is uh, very bad apparently according to what they've said about the across the Spider Verse. So, giving them more more time to complete that is better. I mean, I hope that this, you know, kind of gives them a little bit more time. Um, but you know, I guess that will remain to be seen. But Um, but yeah, you know, so, but, um, in terms of everything else, like, you know, Craven getting pushed back, Craven, um, you know, I I mean, I, I honestly, I can't really say that's something that I was really, like, really looking forward to, (laughs) you know, so I'm not exactly, uh, too upset about that one, you know. Yeah, I don't remember
0: we even did a podcast when that trailer came out, but I I remember I told you guys that I didn't, I did not like that trailer.
1: Um. I didn't hate the trailer, but even so, it's not—it's just not a movie I'm really that that excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and that trailer didn't didn't like it didn't like enhance my
0: excitement all that. Much. elite poster, mid trailer, poster's poster. hard. I agree, yeah, Post poster's poster. hard. Poster's hard. Can't uh, deny that. Trailer, I agree, mid at best.
1: But yeah, the trailer didn't uh, didn't didn't definitely didn't move the needle for me.
0: And is there any chance that Venom makes this date? I mean, I don't—I haven't heard anything about. Anything about Venom? Like, I was shocked to even Probably. hear about. Like, I don't know if they've been shooting anything or
2: what the story is. Like, mm. what was that? Yeah, I don't know. Do we care? About, I mean, no. I mean, I know the answer. The answer is no. We don't care about Venom Three. But like, does anybody care about say, Venom Three? I, I, even seen I Venom think too. the better is. I think the better question is: anybody care about Venom Three? We said we don't know anything so, about it.
1: So I think I think Spider Man Two is going to help people care about Venom Three. The game. The video game. game.
2: They, they, they're, trying to market, they're trying to
1: double market almost. Maybe. Yeah, try to help kind of bolster. I do think that will help Venom 3 a lot.
0: We do not care.
2: <laughs> that could be that could be that could be smart. I, like look, my thing, my pitch for Venom 3, I don't know. I like I don't really don't know what you do, but what I, I can tell you what we don't what you don't do. In my opinion, what you don't do is you don't do another symbiote villain. I saw a list of... Mm, right. I saw yeah, a list probably,
0: of... Probably a good Spider-Man.
2: Story. I saw a list of Venom 3 villains. There was a it was a comicbookmovie.com list. It was t- like eight villains that could be in Venom 3. Like seven of them were symbiote villains. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Shout out to the writer. I read the articles. It was fine. But if a t- another symbiote villain that's not Carnage... <laughs> Is the worst idea you could possibly do you have to find somebody like tombstone Whoever else random, you know spider-man villain uh, uh, what a chameleon? I don't care who it is, is there, like, You have to find somebody that does something else besides symbiote Because Symbio. <laughs> that's what they've done the last two movies. You can't go we can't do anything else without, like carnage can't go anybody do anybody
0: do anybody that's bigger. But than I mean, Kong. I mean, I don't disagree, Kendall. But in some way, I mean, isn't Venom almost kind of like it's almost like the Transformer movies now, or almost like the Fata- Fast and Furious movies, where like, uh, do we really want? I know, I mean, you would say yes, we do want something different. But I mean, isn't the appeal of Venom at this point that it's just like oh, symbiote smash up? but like, that's all that people go to. That's the thing. See <laughs> at this <Had> point. anybody
2: <laughs> even, for all the people that like. For the Venom people thing, are keep People are going to keep going. Or the, the people that love to see these Venom movies, like, is it because. Like, Carnage is a real villain that people care about, but, like, is it because I want to see Venom fight another symbiote? Or just, I just want to see Venom? Like, I feel like a lot of this I, mean, okay, I want yeah, to see Venom.
1: I, I have no idea. I still haven't even seen the second one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the, cool, the, but... the, we we've, we've all grossly underestimated the appeal of Venom as a solo character, clearly. Because <laughs> a lot of us did not know why this was happening the way it was. Um I still don't quite get it, even after seeing the first two movies. But uh give Tony credit. They've done a great job of, of their marketing on both of the first two films. So that's how we got to three. Um three feels kinda like the tipping point you would think now that you've already done Carnage and you killed off Carnage, so it's not like we're gonna see Carnage again. So um yeah, another symbiote villain. I guess I guess bring it on, but I think it almost becomes kind of a fabric of the franchise that this is what they come to expect. Like anything less than that would be maybe weird at this point. But uh but I don't know. It's definitely a, an interesting point to make. I I think there's I still think there's no chance we see this movie on July 14th, whether that date is. Like there's no way. There's been no nothing. That's a year. That's less than a year from now. No trailer, no set photos, no script release, really, no characters. I don't know if I've heard of casting. Like I, I that and was stunning. I almost thought it was a typo when I saw they said Venom was coming out before a finished, uh,
2: Craven movie. Yeah, and we're in the middle of a right uh, actor's shirt.
0: Right. So are they done shooting? Like what? Who's in the movie?
2: <laughs> is this <laughs> yeah. Tom? Is Tom Howard playing every
0: character? I mean, what the what's going on at that film? I, I've not heard anything. I mean, I know I'm not the most biggest Venom fan of, you know, the people who do this stuff, but I just feel like something like Venom 3, I feel like I would have had a little more of a understanding of who was in it, what they were doing, what's going to happen next. Like, I, I just feel like it's been nothing. And maybe I blocked apparently it out of my the, head, but just, it just seemed... Apparently, like it started
2: filming in, in Spain uh, at the beginning of the month.
0: How do you finish and a movie in the beginning? You started the beginning in the month,
2: and, and they and have the it writer. ready for next
0: year during a writer strike. That's and an actor strike.
2: Yeah, it happened like probably like a weekend
0: filming. film. we ain't seeing that movie next year. I guarantee you that we are not seeing that movie next year. It makes me wonder why they even put that thing on the stupid calendar. I mean, some people don't think we're gonna see the Marvels this year because of the, the the strike that's happening. I, I I'm not. I tend to think we will, but we that's that's a movie that's finished that's done by marvel studios there's no way in hell sony is gonna finish a freaking venom movie that just got started shooting and have it done by next Gen- july there's no way so this has been the hour and 50 minutes of sunshine here on <laughs> new generation hero talk but this is where things are and we tell it like it is whether it's good or bad or indifferent um we are it feels like in the dark ages as kendall put with uh marvel studios is indeed rock bottom but that's gonna do it for this edition of hero talk thank you guys again so much for checking us out of course make sure you check us out on all the platforms you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, soundcloud twitter tune in also be sure to check us out on youtube our youtube page is new generation media follow us on social media we're on twitter new generation pod instagram new generation podcast as well as facebook new generation media and follow us individually on social media. Kendall is on Twitter, newgenken. Ken. Shamari is on Instagram and Snapchat, MTShan22. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram and threads, Action EJ, and TikTok as well. Thank you guys again for checking us out. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.